Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America. Happy Saturday. What a show we got for you. I know it's Saturday. We're supposed to take a little laid back approach, put our feet up, watch a little football. Not today. We're going to come at you with three great guests, three newsy, newsy guests. First up, Congressman Thomas Massey from the great state of Kentucky. He has been the clarion call voice in the Republican Party saying we keep enabling all of this wasteful trillions of dollars of spending. We're responsible for running up the debt. We are responsible for allowing inflation to take effect by all of this excessive government spending and programs. Well, he finally got heard because yesterday, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy unveiled the commitment with America. And one of its top priorities is to shrink the size of government, massively shrink the spending to get inflation down, to get debts down, to get American people back into a comfortable position. Thomas Massey was finally heard, and we're going to bring him on to talk about that and so much more. He's also on the House Judiciary Committee, where those whistleblowers that we talked to Jim Jordan with yesterday, he has some of his own insights. So Congressman Massey is going to be great. Then we're going to go to Eric Pratt. He is the head of Gun Owners of America, one of the most important Second Amendment groups in the country. He's going to react a little bit to the story we broke earlier this week that Amalgamated Bank, a bank created by the unions for the unions, for union workers, was the driving force behind getting that extraordinary and controversial new code so that every credit card purchase used to buy a firearm or ammunition gets tracked by the government, by the banking industry. Eric Pratt's going to react to that. That's going to be an important story. That's a story we broke with Natalia Middlestat at Just the News a few days ago. And then I'm going to wrap up with Tim Stewart. He is the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, a good friend. He is going to react to that Hunter Biden story we broke yesterday. Yes, Hunter Biden, James Biden, the president's brother, and a company that has some ties to Joe Biden. He had the keys for the company, the office at least. They were trying to line up 21 deals in America to transfer oil and gas technology, oil and gas resources, oil and gas capabilities to communist China. You heard me right. Joe Biden, the guy that says he wants to end gas-powered cars and gas fossil fuel in America, his family was facilitating getting those same assets, transferring those oil and gas wealth assets in America to the communist Chinese. That is absolutely confirmed. Tim Stewart, the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, going to talk about that, plus the draining of those strategic petroleum reserves. Joe Biden has been emptying them out. Tim Stewart has some grave concerns that we now don't have enough emergency supply should a travesty hit the United States. That's a great show. 
No longer the reason to wait. Let's go to hear from our great partners, sponsors, and advertisers, and we'll come right back with Congressman Thomas Massey right after these messages. Folks, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. You know, the other day when Kevin McCarthy first made available to the public the commitment with America, the roadmap for what Republicans will do when they get into power, my next case, my next guest came immediately to mind. He has been the champion of beginning the process of reducing the size of government, ending all of this crazy deficit and debt spending that we do. And now Republicans, for the first time in a very long time, have committed to getting us back to sensible budgets and cutting massive amounts of government spending. And a lot of that is because of the persistence and the foresight of our next guest, Congressman Thomas Massey from the great state of Kentucky. Congressman, great to have you on the show today. It's great to join you. You know, I wish we had cut the spending 10 years ago when we were in the majority. But the best time to cut it was 10 years ago. The second best time to cut spending is right now. 
as soon as we get the majority again. Don't miss the opportunity. Yeah, you have been relentless and consistent. And I think now Republicans who probably played a big role in that big spending around the last decade, they're realizing they have set this country on a long path towards inflation, uh, towards debt. And um, your your wisdom is starting to seep in. When you saw that in the commitment with America, when you realized that finally there's a commitment, what was your first reaction? Oh, not to believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's good reason for that. (laughs) But listen, I'm I'm smarter than I was 10 years ago, and I know how to, I think I know better how to hold my own party's feet to the fire. If you remember uh, two and a half years ago, I'm the guy who drove to Washington, D.C. when they passed that first $2 trillion COVID bill. And I demanded that people come to work and actually vote on the bill. They were going to spend $2 trillion with nobody here. So, uh, and that was, and by the way, and recently, I, you know, I got to thinking, how much of the debt, we've got roughly $30 trillion of debt, how much of that debt was incurred while Nancy Pelosi was speaker? So, uh because, you know, she was speaker for a period of time before we got the majority, and she's been speaker most recently uh, during the insanely profligate spending. It turns out it's, a, it's over 40%. I think 44% of all the debt that our country owes was incurred during Nancy Pelosi's reign as Speaker of the House. And you might say, well, it's not fair to put it on her. The spending starts in the House. We are the constitutional body. In fact, if you get into Congress, it's the House of Representatives that is tasked with the taxing and the spending. All of those bills initiate in our chamber. So it is absolutely fair to quote that statistic. Over 40% of all the debt that's been accumulated since the beginning of this country was done under Nancy Pelosi. That is an amazing statistic. And by the way, the buck should stop at the top. You got to own what you 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 uh, you steward through Congress, and so it is an absolute uh, good reason to to be measuring it that way. It's a stunning amount too, because uh, you're looking at what almost thirty one trillion dollars is where we're headed. Um, when uh, Republicans get the gavel, if everything comes as expected, and Republicans have the House uh, under their control for the first time. What's the number one priority? What's the first piece of legislation, the first strategic area that they need to dive in on? Well, if let's play if Thomas Massey were Speaker, okay? And, okay, the thing I would do on January 4th, so on January 3rd, we'll elect me as the Speaker. Um, we pass the <laughs> rules package. We'd pass a rules package that would give everybody two weeks to read every bill, okay? And we'd stick to it. But the next day, what we would do, we would pass a continuing resolution. Now, it's not due yet. It's not due until September 30th of next year. But on the first full day of business, I would pass a continuing resolution to fund all of government at 95% of last year's level. Okay, this does, this does something very important. By the way, we've, got, we've then got nine months before that kicks in where we can do the separate bills, the 12 separate spending bills, and we should do them separately. But if those negotiations grind down, the CNN cannot put down a countdown timer that says the government's going to shut down on September 30th because what's going to happen on September 30th is Thomas Massey's nickel plan, where if Republicans and Democrats can't get together, instead of 
blowing a bunch of pork into a bill until you get 218 votes in the House and 60 in the Senate. If you do nothing, then the nickel plan kicks in and everything gets funded, but 5% less than last year. Now, that's not the outcome I desire. I want us to pass the separate appropriations bills, fund the, fund the roads, fund the soldiers, fund NASA, fund the national parks, fund all the stuff you know, 80% of the public is okay with, and then fight on the other things like the border wall and, you know, 87,000 new IRS agents and things like that. Yeah, and that was something uh, Kevin McCarthy, when he rolled out the uh, the contract or the commitment uh, in uh, Pittsburgh yesterday, he said, we are going to roll back the 87,000 agents in that $80 billion allotment. That was a big commitment. Again, another one of those things that you first brought to our attention. Um, it seems a lot of momentum on finally getting sensible spending. Yeah, and, and I am so glad that, you know, he's made that a priority. Th- those 87,000 IRS agents, I, I released on my social media some of the recruiting videos where they go to campuses. They're not recruiting people to shake down billionaires. The scenarios they use in their uh, recruiting program are where you get to pretend you're shaking down a, a, a small business owner who owns a landscape business who bought two vehicles and didn't report them correctly on his taxes. That's the scenario they use when they're recruiting for these people. Ugh. Gosh, that tells you everything you need to know about who's going to be the target and the object of the 87,000 new agents. That tells you if the training's there, that's where they're headed. Um, Congressman, uh, I want to ask you about another thing. It's been about a week now since Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes and said, hey, the pandemic is over. It's been funny trying to watch everybody else around him try to peel that back. But that has an enormous legal distinction and legal consequence for things like canceling the student debt and other things that he did by executive fiat uh, under emergency powers. Your thoughts about what the next step should be to roll back some of those spending things that relied on a pandemic. Well, you just pointed out that the whole basis for, uh, I call it transferring the student debt onto other taxpayers instead of, you're not making it go away. People are still paying for that as taxpayers. But you pointed out the basis for that has gone away, but there are several other things that should go away. Number one, first and foremost, the vax mandate. There's no reason. By the way, the vaccine mandates are for a vaccine that never stopped the spread of the virus. They're, they've already worn off. They, they last maybe six months. And, it, and the vaccine mandates are based on a vaccine that is targeted at a virus that's no longer circulating. It's a different strain altogether. It's not even its second cousin anymore. So get rid of the vaccine mandates, get rid of the public health emergency, which gives the president the power to violate HIPAA laws. And this, uh, that overrides state and federal law. Get rid of the PREP Act. The PREP Act is what gives liability immunity, not just to the vaccine manufacturers under the EUA, but also to the people who uh, make the tests, the swabs, it gives immunity to the people who make remdesivir, the people who are, you know, do all the treatments, testing, and so-called vaccines are covered under the PrEP Act. John, I have a constituent. She went to the hospital to get a COVID test. They stuck the swab so far up her nose, it punctured the membrane that keeps the fluid around your brain in place. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it leaked into her throat. Uh, she had to have surgery to get it fixed, and she went to uh, file, you know, medical malpractice suit, and she was not able to because of the PrEP Act. This, 
people have no idea. I call it medical martial law. That is what we are living under. The, the PREP Act overri overrides uh, every state law and every federal law. And uh, it was actually instituted at first uh, during the pandemic when uh, President Biden's Health and Human Services Secretary put it in place. But Biden, it's been, most of these amendments and extensions have happened under Biden. It's been amended or extended 12 times under Biden, the PREP Act for COVID. It needs to end since he just announced that it's over. The pandemic is over. He sure did. Yes, I think that's going to be a, a legal mousetrap he's going to regret, but it, it has such a, enormous consequences. And I'm, I'm so glad you could explain. You explained it better than anyone that I've had trying to uh, tackle this the last few days. I want to turn just for a second to the story we broke here at Just the News with the help of Congressman Comer, good colleague of yours. Um, there are now two whistleblowers, uh, former business partners of Hunter Biden, that are cooperating with congressional Republicans, probably going to become marquee witnesses next year if Republicans have control of Congress. But they lay out a scenario that Hunter Biden and James Biden, son and brother of the president, spent from 2017 to 2019 pursuing 21, 21 deals to get American oil and gas, things like LNG uh, terminals, LNG resources, drilling assets, uh, and pipelines, and try to get them into Chinese hands, help the Chinese acquire interests in each of those, basically tra transferring our energy wealth to China, while at the same time, Joe Biden was working on dusting off his policy to deprive Americans of our energy wealth here. Uh, great transition he keeps talking about, which isn't going to happen, by the way, at least not anytime soon. The thought that the president's family could be trying to help transfer American energy wealth to China while depriving it from our own taxpayers. Your thoughts on that? That's just insane. You know, I used to be on the oversight committee. Maybe, uh, it, it, you know, Comer's going to be great. Maybe I should try to get back on the oversight committee because there is a lot of oversight. Uh, we, by the way, I haven't, because I'm not on the oversight committee, I haven't met with those uh, whistleblowers and I'm not privy to the stuff behind the scenes, but I know James Comer, he's from Kentucky, he's going to do a great job. We've got whistleblowers coming to us on the Judiciary Committee from the FBI. See, we've got jurisdiction over FBI, DOJ, and ATF. And I, I expect this, John, I think the whistleblowers who are coming out right now, particularly the ones who are in the administration, who stand to lose their jobs, they're really brave because we're not in power. And uh, the people in power could punish them. I mean, they could. you're not supposed to punish a whistleblower, but we know it's happening. Uh, so when we get in the majority, I think that will embolden even more whistleblowers because right now, you know, there may be whistleblowers out there saying, you know, what's the use? Uh, the Republicans can't issue subpoenas. The Republicans can't call hearings, uh, you know, that's all up to the majority. Well, when we get in the majority, we'll be able to do that and pursue this. And I think we're going to have even more whistleblowers. The whistleblowers at the FBI have told us that they've been pressured, for instance, to, to come off of like child kidnapping cases or child abuse cases and, and move over to quote, you know, the domestic uh, extremist stuff. They've been uh, pressured to ca catalog things as domestic extremism to get the numbers up and the numbers aren't there. Uh, and meanwhile, we've got people flowing across the border. 
that where we, we <laughs> millions. It's just stunning. It's just stunning to see the things that you and Congressman Jordan and the Judiciary Committee have already come up with. And I've been in this town 31 years. I've covered politics for 35 years, the FBI for 35 years. Never have I seen a wave of whistleblowers as large as already has come forward. And never have I seen more agents in the field that I talked to saying, I'm kind of ashamed to be an agent. And that's never been the case before. I think you guys are opening up what may be one of the greatest scandals in American history next year when when these whistleblowers get to tell their story in public. It's going to be stunning. Last question for you before we go. Uh, As you look out over the next 45 plus days to Election Day, uh, obviously in uh, Kentucky, Republicans look fantastic. They've got a great plan. They've got a great connection to their constituents. For those in other states where the, the margins are tighter, what is the key for Republicans to seal the deal with the American voter? Oh, well, you know, you you just got to be honest. You got to be uh, believable. Say what you believe and believe what you say. Uh, I I would encourage your listeners if the polls start looking good for Democrats toward, you know, Election Day, I wouldn't necessarily believe that. Uh, don't get disheartened. We have got to uh, turn out our people. And uh, I, I am optimistic. I think we're going to pick up a lot of seats. I think we're going to pick up enough to get the majority. And um, the Senate's looking better that, you know, it's, it's, than it was. Yeah, I think um, we're going to rally toward the end. And people, here's what's on the line. Your ability to own a gun is on the line. Nancy Pelosi has been uh, passing gun control in the House and through our committee. And the only reason I think they haven't done it in the Senate and sent it to the president, they did do one gun control bill, but the only reason they haven't done Nancy's whole agenda is they want to make sure they get past this midterm and they're trying not to lose their majority in the Senate. So it's going to be Katie bar the door if, you know, if we don't take the majority on gun control, on, on everything. Uh, you know, defunding the police, all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. And we'll be splint into oblivion. We're on the edge of the oblivion on spending now, but a, any, a few more a few more trillion, and we've tipped this into a, an irre- irreversible uh, trend line. And uh, that's why your voice, why your plan, you're one of the first to put together a comprehensive plan on how you go about um, reducing government. Rand Paul's put one together now. There's a great roadmap. It's going to be fun to see if Republicans live up to that promise. I'm pretty sure you'll be right there pushing them uh, to get to the finish line. <laughs> Kevin's got a great plan. We just got to hold his feet to the fire. That's right. Well, he knows you're going to be doing that for sure. Congressman, always an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks, sir. Have a good weekend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Tim Stewart, the head of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, is going to talk a little bit about that Hunter Biden story. We're going to dig into the details a little bit more right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. 
a field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off folks financial experts thought we were in the clear they were anticipating around six rate cuts by the fed this year and then the inflation data came out Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. We want to go back to a story we broke on the show here last night. It's been trending all day on the internet. Uh, Hunter Biden, James Biden, the son and brother of President Biden, uh, had 21 different projects they were working on to take U.S. oil and gas in the United States, in the Gulf Coast, and try to get it into the hands of communist China. Uh, that's right. You heard me right. They had the same family that says they're trying to get uh, the tr great transition in America away from fossil fuels. They had no problem getting those fossil fuels to China because it was going to score them billions of dollars if they delivered the deals. Our next guest knows a lot about the oil and gas markets. He knows a lot about China's interest in supplanting America as an economic superpower. He is the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association and a good friend of our show, Tim Stewart. Tim, great to have you back on. Great to be with you, John. Let's let's do this. We got lots to talk about, don't we? Oh, we do. Uh, most Americans don't realize how energy thirsty China is. But the idea that the president's son, the president's brother, could be working behind the scenes quietly to take our great energy wealth, send it over to China while the boss, the president, the big guy that they refer to in the documents, he's trying to lower our reliance and keep us from using our energy wealth here. Your reaction to that? No, there's an awful lot to unpack there, John. Um, but let's talk first about sort of Hunter and his business associates and and what that actually means. Unfortunately, I think this embodies everything, absolutely everything that is wrong with Washington, D.C. And it shows that there are two sets of rules that apply to people. 
you know, there are strict rules in place uh, for government officials and their family members. And and uh, as a registered lobbyist myself on behalf of the oil and gas interest, I happen to have a brother who is a member of Congress. I can't even buy him a Christmas gift. And I don't do it because those rules are so strict in place as to with regards to mixing business and family. And what we see here on this Hunter Biden story is really, really concerning because it's we're not talking a $50 toaster for Christmas. We're talking $50 million in fees and, and success fees. That should be very, very problematic. The oil and gas trading business, John, is very, very complex. I've been in this business for 25 years or so, and I can tell you I am no more qualified to be a trader or a broker than an influence peddling son of a former vice president. He had nothing to offer except for access and access to his father, who in turn could make a call. And that's really what's wrong with Washington right now. And that is why this story is so, so troubling to many of us. It's really remarkable. And uh, most of these deals never got consummated. But up front, he gets $5 million put into his company. By the way, that company is jointly formed by him and a Chinese executive working for CEFC, one of the big competitors to American energy companies in the global chase for energy. Uh, he gets $5 million, including some $500,000 bonus fee, $100,000 a month in payment. So he scores big even before the first deal is consummated or negotiated. Uh, it really gives you a sense of how the Chinese do. In fact, there's another anecdote in the story. He also gets a 2.8 carat diamond that the Chinese give him as a gift when they first meet him the first time. The graft, the cash is so remarkable. But beneath this is a realism that I don't think a lot of Americans appreciate. China is trying to buy up as much energy resource as they can, including right here on our show. Isn't that right? That's right. You know, and honestly, going back to this, this is teapot dome level corruption. It will go down in history as one of the most uh, uh, corrupt deals possibly that we've ever seen as we begin to dig into this. John, you know, look, there, the oil and gas trading, the, the brokerage uh, process, there are real actors and they are legitimate, but there are a lot of shady players. Uh, the smart people, be it the legislators or the CEOs or the regulators, do everything they can to avoid interacting with those gray actors, so to speak. They always keep them at arm's length. And it wouldn't surprise me, the further you dig into this, that the odds are that the clients that, that they were working with are the same type of clients that are now skirting the Russian sanctions. They're offloading crude somewhere in the middle of the ocean onto a Chinese tanker, which then makes its way to, to Europe to sell that Russian crude by skirting the sanctions. And what is, again, troubling with all this is just the, the, the sheer hypocrisy of spending, uh, of his father spending decades beating up on the oil and gas industry, profiting by it that well, at four years when he's not in public office and then coming back in and trying to, to, uh, to hamstring and to kneecap our industry again. Yeah, boy, it's a, that is an accurate description of the last 50 years of Joe Biden. It happened literally that way. Um, I want to ask a little bit about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, we know that a Chinese company on the open market bought some of it once Joe Biden put it onto the market. But we're really depleted. If I look at the numbers, I think it's the lowest number of available gallons in the reserve uh, since the, like the 1980s. Uh, this is a crisis waiting to happen, right? One big hurricane, one big national crisis, and we're in some trouble with that reserve, right? We really are. This is the first time in history, honestly, that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve ha has been used as a campaign credit card to, to buy down political risk for the midterms. We're at the lowest level that we are in 37 years. We're down to 358 million barrels. We consume 20 million barrels a day in the U.S., 
And this policy, which was implemented back in the Russian invasion back in February, that has run its course. And yet these these daily uh, distributions are still still being put out a million barrels a day. Let me put it in perspective, if I could, at the current rate, the U.S. is selling more uh, oil out of its out of its emergency reserve than the production of most medium sized OPEC countries like Algeria or, Al or Angola. We're selling twice as much per day that we're producing out of Alaska. That puts us somewhere between Exxon and Conoco in terms of what the impact we're having on the daily supply. And this is happening without new oil going in to replace it. And so it is a real concern. It's going to be very expensive to replace that 200 million barrels that we've we've distributed to to sort of ease the the supply uh, constraints and frankly bring the supply down for the president. And it's going to be very expensive to replace them. And then we have, I think you and I spoke about this earlier, but we've got some geologic issues with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve itself as a geologic formation. And are we actually doing damage? I've been watching some interesting uh, you know, going back and forth between the engineers. They're starting to worry what's the long-term impact on the geologic viability of this asset. So it's been a really bad idea the longer it goes. Yeah, so many people, including economists, really now worried about the dynamic we set in motion. It seems like the credit card gift uh, is about easing up. Uh, gas prices, oil prices starting to inch up a little bit. Trend lines from now until Christmas. Are we going to see energy prices going back up again? We unfortunately are. You know, I've seen the, the analysts this week, and, and they're pricing in the fact that theoretically after the midterms happen and the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, distributions rescind back, that takes a million barrels out of the system. And Goldman Sachs earlier this week said we could be looking at $5 gasoline by the end of the year again. None of us want that to happen, but it is a byproduct of having really bad policy that extends for months at a time versus a few days was what this real Strategic Petroleum Reserve is supposed to do. Yeah, such an important part. And meanwhile, over the pond in Europe, where many of our great friends and allies are, it looks like a very bleak winter. I know there's a lot of adjustments going on, and I've seen some changes right away. Great Britain resuming fracking and going back to that. But I don't think it's going to be enough to spare a lot of people a tough winter. Give us your assessment of what we could see in Europe when the winter starts. Well, I think, you know, some of the European countries saw this coming early on and they raced. They raced to, to uh, restock their, their natural gas supplies. And I saw some reports later this week to show that most of them have been reasonably successful in that. But the reality is the prices are still going to be very, very high. And this is somewhat of a self-imposed uh, uh, challenge that they put on themselves, not just because of the sanctions on Russia, but frankly, relying so heavily upon renewables that just didn't perform through the summer. And so uh, I think the Europeans are gonna be in for a world of hurt and hopefully um, you know, we won't see the mass disruption of, of, of uh, you know, economic or, or manufacturing shutdowns or things like that because prices are too high. Hopefully people won't die, they won't freeze to death. None of us want that to happen either. But hopefully there'll be a lesson learned, which is you've got to have a broad energy portfolio of domestically produced oil and natural gas to, to provide that base load when renewables can't. Yeah, so important. Can't have all your eggs in one basket. That's what Europe toad showed for the American people. Uh, Tim, always an honor to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have you back on real soon. Great to be with you. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Eric Pratt from Gun Owners of America here to talk about the amalgamated bank's role, the union bank's role in all of those uh, new tracking codes for ammunition and gun purchases on your credit card. He'll be reacting to that right after this commercial message. 
Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Welcome back, everybody. Just last week, more than 100 House Republicans demanded that credit card companies like American Express, Visa, and others answer questions regarding a new classification on a consumer statement that is categorized as a gun sale. The House GOP has called this an assault on the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding American citizens. And I'm wondering if our next guest agrees. Eric Pratt, Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America, an amazing organization. Eric, thank you for joining us and what are your thoughts about what they said about the second amendment and law-abiding citizens well i am so glad that congressional republicans are speaking out about this uh this is a real problem i mean we have to ask ourselves who is it that's supporting this and truly it's the anti-gun left like senator elizabeth warren the anti-gun lobby groups they're the ones that are pushing for this and so that should tell you right there this is nothing to do with uh, instituting better business practices. No, this is all about pursuing an anti-gun agenda. And it's about targeting gun buyers so that they can be more easily monitored. I mean, this is really what you come away with 
when you read why the anti-gun left has been pushing this change. It's to track gun buyers and in some cases to even block them from making gun purchases. This is their words. And this is really key because they're doing this is an admission that the FBI background check system has been an utter failure. We know this from DOJ reports that over 95% of initial denials under the FBI background check system are false positives. In other words, it's innocent people who are mainly being stopped. And look, we've had this background check system for almost 30 years, and yet bad guys are still getting guns. They always do. So because the FBI background check check system is a failure, guess what? This is now just another attempt, uh, an attempt at pre-crime, you know, another way for gun control advocates to say they're trying to stop bad guys from getting guns. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. There's just all these backdoor ways of chipping away at the Second Amendment. They can't get it through Congress, right? So they do things like go through the credit card lobbying organization to get this rule put in place. You had something about a week ago or so about the FBI using information off of forms to find ways that people are, are, are exercising their Second Amendment rights that isn't lawful. Tell us a little bit about what you learned in this backdoor collection of data. Well, this is real troubling. In 2019, uh, GOA discovered that the FBI was secretly using a form that they would give to people to sign. And once uh, a person signs this form, their name goes into the FBI's background check system, which means they're prohibited from owning a gun they're prohibited from buying a gun from a dealer. Of course, you know, this is really ripe with problems and abuse. So GOA filed a Freedom of Information Act request to get the document and to have them explain how they were using it. Well, they refused to come clean. And so finally, GOA had to take legal action to force them to, to give us more information. And now we know what the FBI was trying to hide. The FBI was using the form to apparently pressure people who've committed no crimes to voluntarily forfeit their Second Amendment rights. No judge, no jury. You just lose your rights forever. I mean, this was really treacherous. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. And another uh, agency in our country that just does things and you basically have to bend the knee, the IRS. I wanted to ask you, you know, the IRS has always had an enforcement division. But this new information that we got that they have obtained thousands of guns, millions of rounds of ammunition, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because it seems pretty scary, I think, for, for the average citizen. This really is troubling. I mean, they're uh, purchasing record amounts of ammunition. They're purchasing firearms, as you mentioned. They've also doubled the size of their agency. Uh, and so then when you combine that with what Biden's FBI was doing, remember, they were just caught identifying innocent Americans as potential terrorists. Do you have a Gadsden or Betsy Ross flag on your car or on your online profile or a uh, GOA Minuteman on your car, which you can get on our website? Or are you a parent who was protesting at a school board meeting? See, all these First Amendment protected activities are evidence of potential terrorism to Biden's FBI. But then you have to ask yourself, has the FBI ever identified Antifa as a terrorist group? No, because they have their sights set 
on their political opponents. And getting back to the IRS, this is right out of the Obama administration playbook. They used the IRS to target their political enemies. If you know, anyone remember Lois Lerner, right? <laughs> if you were effective in generating political heat during Obama's uh, reign, <laughs> then you got targeted for a very long and expensive audit. You know, what, what's amazing, we've been begging Congress to repeal the Gun-Free School Zone Act and let teachers protect children, or short of that, to put more armed resource officers in the school, and they keep telling us there's no money for that. Well, now we see why. They need more money for 87,000 IRS agents. They've weaponized the IRS and the FBI to go after their political opponents, and truly, this is the government that our founding fathers warned us about, and it shows us what contempt the left not only has for, for the well-being of Americans, but how they only care about political power. Such an amazing thing. I want to go to a disconnect because one of the biggest champions of the new gun tracking system that the credit card companies created was the Amalgamated Bank, which, of course, is the bank of the unions. A lot of union members are lawful gun owners. Do you think they know that their bank and their, their, their unions were behind the effort to create this uh, tracking system of their weapon purchases? I doubt they do know. In fact, this is the first that, that I've heard about it. And of course, I stay up on, on this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, again, th this is a real concern, the fact that they're wanting to use the banks as another way to enforce gun control. Uh, you know, supposedly they're, they're going to stop uh, suspicious purchases. So, you know, if you were to buy a gun, some ammunition for it and a safe, that could amount to $2,000 or more. D does that become a suspicious activity that, that where the bank says, no, uh, we're, we're not going to uh, honor that request, we're canceling that request? This is really troublesome, and I'm glad you're getting the news out. Uh, I hope this is something that uh, the rank-and-file union uh, members, who typically tend to be very pro-gun, uh, that they hear mm -hmm. about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're working on that story now. Yeah, Eric, we just got about 30 seconds left. I wanted to ask you, you know, we've seen this parallel commerce, parallel economy sprouting up in different sectors of commerce. Do you think that we'll eventually see something like that with credit card providers? Well, certainly uh, the Obama administration tried to do that with their uh, Operation Choke Point. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that again from this administration. Incredible. Eric Pratt of Gun Owners of America, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We appreciate yeah, you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
All right, folks, that wraps up our Saturday edition. So glad that you can join us. I'm so grateful that you spent a part of your weekend here listening to the news from Just the News. I want to wish you a blessed Saturday. Hope you're enjoying some football, some of this beautiful fall weather. Temperatures are going down a little bit. It's a little crisper and cooler. The pumpkins are coming out. It's time to go spend some great time with family, friends, and loved ones. So go do that. We'll have you covered tomorrow with a great show. Let me give you the lineup just to tease you for tomorrow. Sunday morning brunch with Senator Rand Paul. Congressman James Comer, Congresswoman Marionette Miller-Meeks, one of the champions of Republicans' health care policies, Jerron Smith, one of the most important voices in the African-American community talking about crime, Heather Nauert, former chief spokeswoman for the State Department under President Donald Trump, and wrapping up with a few laughs with the great comic, Tanya Lee Davis. What a great Sunday show. Yep, we start serious. We end with a few laughs. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.